0: Jess Messen Broadcast is hosted by Jess Fole, a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators through sharing memories and stories. Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time for Jess Messon Broadcast with Jess full Hey,
1: what's up everybody? This is Jess Fole coming to you live on the funds um we're radio network coming to you from my studio in baltimore maryland and we have kind of an interesting situation today in true just mess and fashion i don't know how it'll go but um the internet's weird and our guest is on his way to the airport so if we happen to break up or get disconnected that's why but andy markham aka andy action is with us today hey andy how are you
2: What's happening, Jess? So glad to be here. I can hear you loud and clear now. It was uh, touch and go before, but you sound good.
1: I know. Let's just, like, really hope for the best because, I mean, who knows? Um, Okay, so for those who um, know Andy's work, Andy Action is, you know, a kind of a you know, a jack of trades, but mostly known for being the drummer of Two Skinny Jays. Two Skinny Jays is an American hip hop band from Brooklyn, New York, whose music has been categorized as nerdcore and rap rock. Uh, The band was founded in 1991 at Columbia University by Special J, Rabbi J. Slim, Joey Ver. Ritibo, Sammy V, DJ Casper, and Andy Action. And if you follow the band, the names just even get more and more fun after that. With numerous lineup changes, the band was active throughout the 90s until 2003 when they officially disbanded. The group recorded several demos, two EPs, three studio albums, and uh, Super Machado on Capricorn Records, Volumizer on vo- Volcano Records, and Sexy Karate on Dolphins vs. Unicorns. The band went through several key members changes before breaking up in 2003. Although they briefly reun- reunited for reunion tours in 2005, 2008, 2010, and 2012. Okay, there's like a ton of information on you guys, but well, and- I never
2: heard all that. Sort of read back to me. There's some uh, partial or uh, partial truths in there and some inaccuracies. I'm assuming this is. Wikipedia, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure, Wikipedia, you know, but God bless whoever made that for you guys.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I actually, like, in the early days of the interwebs, I kind of went in and I was like, this is wrong. And then, of course, they're like, yeah, you got to substantiate that. And I get it, but it is frustrating to read your own wiki page and know that there's inaccuracies. But I'm sure that goes for everyone, right?
1: Well, I mean, if you have one, I tried to make my own Wikipedia page like two years into yeah. being a professional artist. Cause I was like, yeah, I'll do, I'll I'll try anything, and they were like, mm, <laughs> deny. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't that, work. Definitely not there They're yet, and like. Over. He, yeah, well, that's, like, what happens now when I try to get on, like, those super fancy, like, dating apps, like the ones, like, Amy Schumer uses, like, or right. used, like, I, like, apply, like, superstar level, and they're like, yeah, no. <laughs>
2: give it, give it time, Jess. You're, you're teed up for superstardom. Hang
1: yeah, tight. well, I'm hoping, I, well, thanks, ma'am, but I'm hoping I don't have to use the app, My <laughs> <laughs> maybe sooner sooner than later. All right. So, okay, so tell us um a little bit. We're just going to we have kind of a limited amount of time with Andy today and um so one of the there's a few reasons why I wanted to have him on, but we'll just do a little a brief background in how Andy became part of this amazing band and, you know, that went on to perform at Woodstock 99 and huge tours and gigs like that. So, Phyllis, so give us, like, the brief, brief synopsis on that, please, Andy.
2: Oh, so the super brief synopsis is it was a good way to spend my 20s. Uh, the <laughs> okay. slightly longer version is uh, we're basically a college – I founded a college band with some other college buddies. I was at the New School for Jazz Contemporary Music. Some of my other friends were at Columbia University, and there was some type <laughs> of a, uh, an event at Columbia, and uh, more or less the, the, the Jays asked me if I could put together – some musicians for them, and we did that, and b- before we knew it, we were, uh, w- were playing a lot of shows, and uh, then we went on TV, and that was crazy, and then uh, we started touring regionally, and then because we started touring regionally, we made a lot of friends, and then we started selling a lot of records on our own, so I guess uh, some of the major labels thought it'd be smart to go into business with us, which was probably the worst business, business decision we ever made. Uh, then we released a couple of major label records and then uh, sort of faded into obscurity. We had a great time doing it, and, uh, man, we're, we're all still buddies, uh, and, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world.
1: Well, I mean, the way that you put that though is so like coy because you say faded into obscurity, but really the band has gone on for over twenty, you know, even twenty-five years. I mean, played for a solid thirteen years, and then you've done these reunion tours, and I know that you guys get together in New York and, and jam on gigs and stuff. So it's not like
2: yeah, we, a forever. We look over for things. any. We look for any excuse to get together to play, but the truth is, this is the 20th year anniversary of our major label debut, Supermercado. Uh, but we uh, and we got some really legitimate tour offers, uh, some festivals, and but uh, for a bunch of a bunch of reasons, we uh, we couldn't get it together. Not the least of which was that one of the J's, Jay Rivera, lives in Barcelona, Spain, and you more yeah. or less he was like, "I'm not coming into your crazy ass country," you know. <laughs> uh you know he's, he, he's uh, he he feared lots of things you know being detained at the border or worse you know and i don't blame him so uh, not that that was the only reason but i it's certainly the most noteworthy reason to talk about it on the radio
1: well yeah and i mean that was one of and the reason for having andy here is because andy and i have been friends for many years and you know honestly the friendship that i've had with andy has been very educational for me because he's kind of like you know andy's older than me he teaches me about stuff we've had like some really dope conversations about like the way the world works in his view and it's very you know eye-opening for me And, um, you know, I was going to mention that you guys are living all over the place, and for you to bring that up kind of leads us into exactly why you're here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for
2: sure. And I I just want to say on that front, you know, watching your career and your artwork develop over this time has been uh, fantastic. I couldn't be more psyched for you, Jess. Good on you.
1: Thanks, man. Well, you know, last – I mean, I – Andy has been, like, super supportive of different projects that I've been on, like, anywhere from if I've been fundraising for somebody and I've needed, you know, band merch to, you know, raise raise funds or, you know, even down to materials that I've made. Like, the um, uh, Moboho mannequin, which is the motherboard mannequin named by the great Adam Foley, um, actually all the pieces and all the motherboard pieces came from the monitors I picked up from Andy and the... Uh, where did we do that? We did that like right by McCarran. We swapped out cars. That oh my hilarious. god,
2: that's right. I I completely forgot about that. How I think I gave you like a twenty twenty-five old computer monitors, right?
1: Yeah, you gave me like twenty-five computer monitors and like fourteen dollars for me to get over the tolls so I could get up to Baltimore.
0: <laughs> oh my god,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'd like to think a lot's changed, but I mean, I totally paid that forward, Andy. <laughs>
2: Right on. Very cool. But
1: that yeah, that well, that ended up being one of the better pieces of the show, and that was um, the gig that I ended up doing with the Goo Goo Dolls. So it went to great use, and it was very, yeah. So I mean, I'm just happy to have you here. So okay, we have a mutual friend, um, Ashley Covington, and Ashley is pretty vocal on the whole like women equal rights you know, movement and all this me too stuff and I can't blame her, so am I. But, you know, the other day yeah, the other day we were on Facebook together and Ashley and I have been going back and forth and Ashley's done a lot of photography for the 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 Jays and the past tours and stuff. So we're all pretty friendly with each other. And um Ashley put up this Love Lady Ashley. So Ashley put up this post about um You know, women equality and a survivor's take on what it's like, a a sexual assault survivor's take on what it's like to be in this climate that we're currently in. And, you know, this was after the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing and all that good stuff that happened last week. Way to go, America.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, We fucked that one up
1: for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, Andy, can you paraphrase kind of what the story was or what, you know, her account was and how you took that in? And the really cool thing about Andy is he's going to, like, totally be a male perspective for a lot of females that may be listening in and men. And I hope that we, like, you know, he's, like, super down to be open about this, of which I appreciate. So tell us what you thought the post meant or how you took it in.
2: That's funny. I was going to ask you to paraphrase it. Uh, you know, no way, basically man. Basically, she was she was
1: <laughs> she was saying
2: that uh, you know it's it's not enough. Uh, it, it, you've got to go out of your way to advocate for women, and you've got to you've got to have open ears and and be in a listening perspective if you're a male. And I, I think she just wanted to hear hear from a male point of view what the fuck was going on from the male perspective. Because certainly from the right. female perspective, things are uh you know looking like the, the 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 clock is being turned back you know several centuries, you know so uh i I think that's what uh, and, you know i don't I don't remember the specific details of her post, but that that's the general gist of it uh you want to add anything to that, jess, before we talk about my response
1: <laughs> Well no, and I think that's you know it gets into the debate of whether we're going you know, like the clock is being turned back or really, you know, the the advancement of women has kind of been a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors, you know, it's like you, for every, you know, like for every like one woman that gets, you know, um, some major promotion or some accountable respect or whatever, you know, it's like this big ordeal when that should be happening on the regular as much as we do it to anyone else. And so, you know... The idea of that we've come so far, I think, is kind of pretend or make believe. I think we're pre- I think we're pretending as if that's the case.
2: Well, cert- certainly on the social level, we are. Obviously, you know, in legal ways, there have been right. leaps and bounds the 1800s. But in, in in some ways, it, it feels, uh, and, it, and it actually it, it, it is. That uh, it, you're right. It's just smoke and mirrors. That on a social level, we're just kind of giving lip service because, you know, the net result is that there is no, uh, you know, across the board equality. And, and I hate when uh, when when men, uh, you know, pull up this you know <coughs> virtue signaling nonsense, and they you know they say you know social justice warrior or whatever. It's, you know, uh, it, it's on men to sort of break these norms and uh, make things uh, make things equal on, on, on every front.
1: That's my position. Well, so it was so sweet because, you know, you get on the Facebook, and I think Ashley and I were talking about it at length. One of the things that is different about where we are today is now we as, you know, whether it's sexual or whether it's, racial or whatever we can discuss these matters hopefully um you know in a safe environment by having the internet facebook and other mediums have given us that opportunity where we can voice things and still be relatively protected which is why i think even in the motion of what's been going on in the past even 18 months it's become even the like kind of like the the tornado the tornado effect
2: yeah I I wonder what might have triggered that Hmm.
1: right (laughs) totally yeah which I mean you know about time because like enough is enough with this garbage and you know it's and I can we were talking about it like I was thinking back on like you know my old rock and roll days when I was really like around you know the scene and stuff and you know I went into that environment thinking like okay, I know this is a male dominated environment, I know I'm gonna have to deal with some different stuff. I'm gonna have to have tough skin, and you know I was very, very lucky and fortunate that my experiences were few and far between um I think it's because yeah. you guys protect you guys really protected me well now that I'm like older Aww. and I look back. It's true, man Aww. it is i mean there there was well, there of course there was drama, but <laughs> yeah well there
2: always you know and 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 I'm glad that, uh, you know, you feel uh, relatively unscathed from those experiences. But, look, I I don't want to paint myself as some kind of uh, an angel, you know. Uh, I did plenty of misbehaving in this department. I've done tons of stuff I'm not proud of, uh, you know, but that is, uh, that's in the past. That stuff happened, and it's time to sort of, I think of it as like a living amends, you know, I'm definitely uh, you know I'm not afraid to say it. You know, I am a reformed misogynist, and I'm a feminist now, uh, yeah. An act- activist, an activist feminist,
1: and you know, I don't
2: have I don't have daughters that like made this uh, you know new and fresh in my mind and my life. It's like it, it's a personal uh, personal decision that I made over a long period of time. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of like you know. A lot of my male friends are like, now that I have a daughter, X, Y, and Z, that's kind of that's kind of a weird turning point, right? Like, why do you need to have your own sort of flesh and blood female to understand these things as a reality? It's just very strange. We all had moms, we had grandmas, sisters, friends. Right. Uh, we're all human beings, you know. Uh, at some point in your life, you got to make the right decision. Um, well, and me, that's what,
1: what uh,
2: yeah. Go ahead. Eddie. For me, it came later in life. For me, it came later in life. You know, I'm not proud of that, but it is true.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's the way life works. And, you know, like you and I briefly discussed this before you got on, like, you know, it's not about always being perfect, but it's about like owning things that you may have done incorrectly. And, you know, whether you address that with the person or you just address it with self and you move forward and you act better, you know, it's really all you can ask for. And so, you know, that's what was so evident with your response on this. Because really what happened here is we took a story that, you know, my female friend and our female friend related to, supported and was like, yes, this is what this is about. And we had a gentleman get on there and is like, I'm one of the good guys. I would never mistreat a woman, this, that, and the other thing. And the conversation turned from being about the, the situation at hand and what we as a culture are trying to address, and when yeah. the focus shifted onto the fact that this guy says he's a good guy. All right.
2: Right. It's all it's Which, all about the guy, right? <laughs>
1: Right. Well, it, which does nothing for, first of all, I mean, any time you get defensive over something that, you know, really isn't even of mention of you, you have to wonder a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, Like absolutely. Well, that, that's why I posted what I posted, which was essentially, you know, I remain people, I'm listening. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is, you know, Andy and I jive on the Internet quite often, but he publicly posted in response to, you know, this, you know, very – you know, involved conversation that ensued. All right, read every word. Message received. I remain teachable. I aspire to get my shit together. Love you. And it was like I like get emotional. Like I'm like already kind of like choking up because oh. it was. Yeah, I really do. Well, I mean, I, I love you, man. But like, it was short, okay, okay. Co- short, concise, like totally to the point of really all we're asking for, and it just meant such a great deal. And I know I have wonderful friends that do feel this way, but to have you publicly vocalize that and advocate it for it and set the example is literally all we're asking You know, and so it's
2: it's the least I could do. You know, my job is to listen. I think I think it's 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 the year of men listening and shutting the fuck up, you know. And uh, when I make active amends and I reach out to people from my past to make amends, that is uh, that's an important process. Some of them want to hear it. Some of them don't want it. And both are fine. But mostly during the amends, I say a short piece and then I listen. You men's is about the person you're making amends to, not about the person making amends. So it's it's a complicated thing. Brevity is a part of it, and open ears is all of it.
1: Yeah. And it was just, you know, it was very um – it was just a really eloquent way to do it And, you know, I just wanted to Kind of take this moment Like, it's interesting having this show Because we get on here and we talk about all sorts of stuff And some people are comfortable Talking about these things and others aren't And, like, I just, and I know Andy has to get going here Because he's actually picking his mom up From the airport Yeah, Yay. it turns,
2: turns out I'm, I'm such a mama's boy That I'm actually picking my mom up During a radio interview <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's like, that's like so rock and roll Well, that's what, you know, the the other day, I got my Doc. My mom got me Doc Martens for my birthday. Thanks, Mom. And then I put them on right when I picked them up from the mailbox and then went to the grocery store and did my grandmother's shopping.
2: Nice. <laughs> it's uh, adorable.
1: I felt like super punk. All right, dude, well. I'm going to let you go because I know that you're expecting your mom to get off here any minute. And, you know, I just wanted to, like, take this moment to really just use this opportunity because this is such a fresh thing for me that this happened within, like, the past, like, 48 hours that we've been talking about this. And I just thought it was such a cool thing to highlight. And hopefully if anyone's listening, they can kind of take into account what this amazing rock star had to say. We're successful artist, musician, you know, like open minded person that's like, you know, everyone we're all like totally at fault for stuff, you know, we can't get beyond that. But like you it's can get complicated, better. But
2: I, I, I can't thank you enough for having me on, Jess. You mean the world to me and uh, I just adore you. And look look, this this is not about me. I'm just I'm just offering, you know, one perspective, that's all.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I appreciate it. And, you know, we'll have you on when you guys figure out some projects or whatever. And, you know, maybe the next round of politicalness won't be as bad and we can get a tour together. That would be great. (laughs)
2: That'd be rad. Yeah. Count me in. All right, Jess. Much love. We'll talk
1: soon. Okay. Bye, Andy. We'll let you go. Take care.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Okay. So Andy's... Off and now I have a couple more minutes here. I'm gonna tell you guys about what we're what we have going on next week, which is really cool. Lisa Ann Schuyler is gonna join us, and um, if you're not familiar with Brillo Box, three cents off. I'm bringing it up on my computer now. Um, So, Lisa Ann is the daughter of two famous or two very well-to-do art collectors. Her parents lived in New York. They were, she was growing up during the height of Warhol and all this stuff where they were able to get like all this great lowbrow, but now highbrow New York City art for really affordable. And she made this. Um, documentary about um, the yellow Brillo box that Warhol only made a few of them. Anyways, it got picked up by her documentary and her whole story of her family and everything got picked up by HBO Films and that was available last year and I still think it might even be like on Amazon and Netflix now. Um, and was really like a big deal and like the, the documentary turned into this big deal in the art pop art world kind of recounting the tale of this... Um, collection warhol did that was very small and um we're gonna have her on next week to kind of tell us all about it she has a new project coming out and it's going to be super cool and like i'm just really excited to talk about kind of like the whole um schnaval, like art era of new york city warhol and herring and basquiat like it'll be cool to really have like a an account of that from the first person experience so I'm super excited to have Lisa and Schuyler on next week and that's pretty much going to do it for us here at Jess Messin Broadcast today it has been a busy busy week I've been unloading and launching a bunch of my 2019 Jess Messin line we've released some early for um, Christmas pickup this year so please visit my Instagram or my Facebook page at Jess Fole for um, sneak peeks on new watercolor stuff. And we will be here next week, Thursday at noon, talking to Lisa and Schuyler from all of us here at Lions Radio Network. I want to thank, um, we want to thank Andy Action, Markham, for being so candid and open and honest with us. It's super caring and thoughtful. I uh, appreciate it. And, um, you know, we'll... Just hear you guys and talk to you guys next week. Um, And thank you all for tuning in. Signing off here in Baltimore, this is Jess Full. Have a great week, everyone.